This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome back to another episode on the Living in Fierce Alignment channel. My name is Kayla, and if you're new to the channel, welcome. Today, I'm going to be sharing my story of how since September 2020, the end of September 2020 until now, which is the beginning of February 2021, I've lost 14 pounds and completely transformed my relationship to food. And I want to share this story because it was 100% a mindset shift that allowed me to do this. And I hope that when you listen to this episode that you can hear the metaphor of how shifting your mindset really is the key to success. Like I feel like this is preached in the personal development world. And even when you're building a business, people say things like it's 90% mindset and 10% strategy. And honestly, when I take that claim and I apply it to what has happened to me in the last four and a half months, yes, I completely agree and I understand and I'm really going to break this down for you so that you can really see clearly for yourself how you doing your own work of shifting your mindset will help you achieve your goals, whether it is weight loss, whether it is building a business or finding your soulmate or making more money, whatever it is. So I'm going to share with you really what it's been like for me and actually how I got inspired to record this episode was that one of my clients who was one of my only personal training clients left that I have since I transitioned from that realm, he messaged me and was giving me positive feedback about my episode number 135 where I talk about self-love and body image and He's like, oh my God, it totally resonated with me. You hit the nail on the head. And I was laughing because I said, I was like, I don't even remember what I said in that episode. Like I've recorded so many at this point that I'm just, I don't remember everything that I say. So I decided to go back and listen. And that episode was published on October 14th. And I was listening and I thought, holy shit, because I literally manifested what I have now, which is I'm leaner, like literally lost 14 pounds and completely transformed my relationship to food. And so I'm going to go back and just totally dial back and I'll bring you forward to this point now. So when I was in my, so I'm 30 years old now, when I was 19, I was very overweight in the sense like I was super unhealthy. Like I was just eating whatever I wanted. I was drinking, partying literally every weekend with my ex-boyfriend. And I was playing rugby, but I had literally just started varsity and I was literally riding the bench. Like I was completely out of shape. And I was about uh, 15, 20 pounds, almost heavier then. And so I was 151 pounds. That was the heaviest I'd been. And I'm 5'2". So that's pretty solid number. And it was mostly body fat. I really had no strength. And so I was just completely miserable. And so I didn't know anything about nutrition. And what happened was I started playing varsity rugby. And then 
by the age of 21, 22, because I'd been training so much. I was literally working out like six days a week, and it was just part of my life as a student athlete. I was going to the gym three or four days a week. I was running three days a week with my rugby team when we were doing our training sessions and then rugby games on Saturdays. Like I was working out a lot. So I got away with eating whatever I wanted and I was lean and I was strong. But it wasn't actually the healthiest that I'd ever been because I was overcompensating. But then that reality became normalized for me. So I always thought, well, if I just work out more, I can eat whatever I want which I'm, you might have heard of this quote before, and I think it's true, that you cannot outwork a shitty diet. It's just not, it's just not possible. So fast forward a little bit, went through varsity, that went until 2015, and then in 2015, I moved to China. So that's really when I kind of hit, like I dropped off my excessive amounts of exercise. And I mean excessive in the sense that it was like training as an athlete is very different than just everyday living. So I went to China and basically stopped working out, put on some weight again, and then I moved to Toronto in 2016 and I was personal training and funnily enough, I was strong, but I wasn't that lean and I was still a bit heavier than I wanted to be and it was just, I just couldn't find the motivation or the balance to take care of myself because I was too busy taking care of my clients and I was unmotivated. You know, you're training clients, I was training clients six, seven hours a day, more than that, And then to have the motivation for me to work out when I'd been in the gym since 6 a.m. was totally uninspiring. So that happened. And then I moved back to Vancouver in the summer of 2019. And around then I was 149 pounds. So it was like back up to where I was when I was 19 years old. And so that's like 11 years, right? So 11 years of fluctuating, being 150 down to around 130, 131, and then going back up to 149. So I'm like hitting that threshold of uncomfortability. And usually that's what happens when people have a transformation is they hit the threshold of bullshit. And it's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired of feeling uncomfortable and that's it. And so I had tried and I use this word intentionally. I, I really work on not using the word try because I have this belief that if you try to do something, you're not fully in it. So I really was trying because I wasn't fully in to having this transformation work for me. So even when I was personal training, I had done things like, you know, and this is really speaking to the truth of you have to find what works for you. And sometimes it takes a lot of trial and error and there's nothing wrong with that. So I have done things like religiously been gluten-free. I have tried being vegetarian, not even try, I was vegetarian, pescatarian actually, not vegetarian. I've done, you know, low sugar, I've done no alcohol, I've done keto, I've literally tried all the things and they would work temporarily, but it was never sustainable for me. So I've just, at some point, literally, until like last year, when I really dove into this differently than I'd been approaching it before was, you know, even though I was trying like all these different ways to shift my relationship with food and what I was eating and drinking and so on, I still had the same mindset of, oh, I don't think this is going to work. And, oh, maybe if I just do this for a little bit, then I'll lose the weight and then I'll be able to keep it off. And it just, it was deeply rooted in this upset with myself that I couldn't figure it out and that I was so fucking uncomfortable and fed up with how I looked and how I felt 
and it's just that I really did feel hopeless like I actually was telling my boyfriend yesterday that really up until I started approaching things differently which I'll elaborate on in a little bit I didn't think I could lose weight I didn't think that I was going to be feeling comfortable again in my body and I was about to settle and so you know that was my mentality was like I thought I'm trying all these different things last couple years and I'm thinking things like you know oh well it worked for them it must work for me and oh I, I have to sacrifice and then the other thing too is there's a lot of people online who will share like personal trainers and whatnot or just health enthusiasts whatever like we'll say things like oh the scale is bad or they'll preach intuitive eating or whatever and the thing is yes these things can work for some people and they might not work for other people I also tried intuitive eating and really what happened was that because I was lacking awareness of what my body actually needed scientifically for caloric intake and macros I was still overeating and I was still producing the same results and that wasn't working for me and so when I started my journey really intentionally in September, what happened was I was completely blessed with the opportunity to work with a nutrition and personal training coach through my nine to five job because we have corporate wellness. And so I decided, okay, this is my opportunity to work with a professional and really I'm just going to be committed and just focus on being consistent every day to shift my behaviors. And so what happened was and I never thought I would be the person to do this because, again, this was the mindset thing. I was very against doing things like counting calories or macros or weighing myself on a scale because these were triggers for me. I felt like I would be sacrificing if I had to count my calories or pay attention to what I was putting in my body. And the scale was just going to remind me that I was overweight and I didn't want to witness that. So what happened was I just surrendered my stories and I, I really asked myself, like, how can I see this differently? There are people who do track their calories and their macros and they weigh themselves and they're fine. They, they don't have to think negatively or feel the way that I do. And so I realized that that was my responsibility to do that healing work and that my resistance towards entertaining those, those methods was because I was so sick and tired of failure. I didn't want to do something that would show me failure if I fucked up, which really came down to me not trusting myself. So when I did the inner work and I questioned my beliefs around, okay, Kayla, you have years of evidence of trying different things and it not working and you, quote, failing and gaining weight or not being able to get rid of it. Yeah, no wonder you don't trust yourself. No wonder you want to avoid things that show tangible, measurable results because if you don't trust yourself and you think you're going to fail, you think all you're going to see is failure when you step on the scale or when you start tracking food. So it was very interesting because then when I got to the root of, okay, I don't trust myself and these things are threatening and triggering to me because they're provoking my ego of me wanting to protect myself from experiencing disappointment or let down and so when I did that work what it really came down to was these moments in time where I decided that I couldn't trust myself and that I couldn't see things differently and I was so attached to my old paradigm of seeing 
a weight loss experience or body transformation. There was a lot of like hard work and discipline and there's just a real heaviness about it. So of course I'm going to keep rebelling and eating whatever I want and not being committed to my goals. It completely makes sense when I look at it this way. So in September, I tend to go on these tangents. I hope you find them valuable. So in September, the end of that month, I got on to the opportunity to work with a coach. And actually, I think we started working together in November, but I started tracking my food and educating myself about macros and calories and paying attention to, okay, the facts are, in order to lose weight, one needs to be in caloric deficit. So I started to be curious and I was like, what am I eating? How much am I eating? And what I noticed was that when I was in university, so I've been with my boyfriend for over eight years now and he also works out a lot and he's a big guy, like he's 215 pounds of muscle and I'm now 134. But when we were in university, we literally used to eat the same amount of food. Like this is how much I was working out. And so those habits had carried over. So when I would cook, I was splitting our food in half. So I'm eating what like a 200 pound man was eating. And even if I was eating nutritious food, it's still too much food, too many calories for my little engine. So then I started realizing, I was like, wow, Kayla, like no wonder you have sustained this weight because you're eating more food than your body needs. And then on top of that, especially with a quarantine and not being able to go out and do things as much, then I'm even more sedentary. So then I started to scale back my portions and I started to notice that I was feeling less inflamed. I was feeling less bloated and I was like, okay, so just that little bit of consistency gave me some evidence that I was feeling different and that created this motivation to want to stick with that. And that became my new homeostasis. So I was so used to feeling inflamed and bloated and frustrated that that just became my normal so now I started to shift that I just started to take these little actions of having smaller portion sizes and you know making sure that I was I you know literally googled you know the weight that I wanted to be the calories needed to be that way and I started to eat within that caloric range and then when I started working with a coach in November I did something I never ever thought I would do and I bought a scale and Again, this is the opportunity where I hated scales before because they basically reminded me that I felt like I was fat. So again, that was my filter and interpretation of a scale, and I did not have a healthy relationship with a scale. And so when I started to question my beliefs around what a scale is, it is literally an instrument that tells you the weight of whatever stands on that scale. Whether I put myself or my cat on the scale, it will show a number and all that is is metrics. So I really shifted my mindset around this because what happened then, believe it or not, since the beginning of November, I've weighed myself every single day which I think sounds crazy. Some people might think, how can you do that? And it started to become a very interesting experience because I was weighing myself every day and I started to notice patterns. Like certain days, if I worked out more, then I the scale that I had was a smart scale. So it would show me my lean muscle mass. It'd show me my, my water weight and body fat percentage and whatnot. I started to understand my body on like a scientific level where 
if I went and I had a really heavy workout session and drank more water because I had that workout session, my muscles were retaining more water, so I would go up in weight. That doesn't mean that I gained fat. My body is holding on to water. Or if I stepped on the scale and I was low and I saw that my my water weight had dropped significantly or I went down a couple pounds, I'm like, okay, I know that's not a, quote, fat loss. It's a w- water weight loss and I'm not drinking enough water. So that became a tool for me to understand. And also being a woman, I could see the fluctuations during my time of the month because my body would hold on to water so my weight would go up. So as I'm tracking this over the last three, four months, and I, there's an app that I'm using that tracks all this information, I can literally see the trend is downward, but my body weight would spike up and down almost every day. And I think that this is where people get hung up on is that they just see a number and they add so much significance to that number and they don't understand like the scientific information behind that number. And so as I continued to pay attention to my portion sizes and was eating in a caloric deficit, I was focusing on eating whole foods. And I know that I'm saying these things and you probably know this, like everyone knows and I'm assuming that processed foods are less nutritious for the body, whole foods are better. That means eating things like vegetables and grains and protein and and fruits and whatnot. So that is what my diet consists of. And when I say diet, I mean what I eat. I don't like the word diet because then there's a whole negative connotation around that. This is a sustainable eating regime that I have for myself. And, you know, every morning I eat protein pancakes with chocolate chips and fruit and syrup. And I have eggs with cheese and spinach. And I make the foods that I enjoy eating work with the portion sizes and the caloric intake that I'm meant to have in order to achieve my goals and this is why I've been able to be consistent because I wasn't having this all or nothing mindset where I was like okay I'm not allowed to eat any sugar I'm not going to eat any popsicles or chocolate covered mangoes which are things that I eat by the way and you know it's just I just became really curious on how I could seek professional help to help me figure out a way that was sustainable for me That wasn't like, okay, I'm going to go on a weight loss journey for five months, lose 15, 20 pounds, and then I'm going to go back to how I was eating before. Like it really had to be a transformational experience, like a permanent lifestyle shift. And that is what I created for myself. And the key, and I know you know this, is consistency. Like really creating routines that worked for me, you know, I, another thing I did was I started to do intermittent fasting as well. And this worked for me because I work from home. I sit on a computer every day. So I start eating at noon and then I'll eat till 8.30 at night. But I pay attention to, okay, if my body's an engine, when do I need to eat? I'm going to eat at noon and then I'll have a snack in the afternoon. I go work out at the gym and then I have a nice big nutritious dinner because I'm refueling my body after a workout. So this works for me. And so figuring out ways to adapt my routine with what my body needs, looking at the foods that I can enjoy and what portion sizes I can have, that is what really allowed me to get the freedom that I wanted around food and also just allow me to create something that was sustainable. You know, like let's say at the end of the night, uh, if I still have calories left, on my app, 
I will literally go, and this might sound crazy, but for me, it, feel, it feels like freedom. I will go and I'll take the chocolate-covered mangoes out of the cupboard, and I will take the amount that fits my caloric intake. So two things. I get to eat what I want. I get to eat the portion that fits for my goals. Therefore, I never anymore deal with guilt. I never wonder, oh my God, did I eat too much or too little or whatever, and I just get to enjoy it. And then I get to just move on with my life. And I don't feel like I'm consumed by what I'm eating because I was so diligent in creating a plan that works for me instead of making myself work for a plan. So I think that's really important. And the reason why I'm sharing all of this really is because it really did come down to mindset. Like before I made this commitment to be consistent and track my food and weigh myself and understand how my body works and what foods inflame me, which ones make me feel better. This, I really had to sit down and look at the stories and the beliefs that I had around food and my relationship with food and really looking at, okay, am I making, you know, chocolate and popsicles and popcorn and like burgers and chipotle? Am I making those foods? Am I labeling them as bad? Because they're not. And so this is what we do is that we add stories to foods. Like we think, oh, vegetables and fruit and this and this, those are healthy. Those are good foods. So guess what? If we're a person and we go and we eat, quote, bad food, what does that make us? A bad person? Then we think, you know, we have negative emotions around that. We feel guilty. We feel disappointed. We feel shame. And then if we stick to eating salads and eating, you know, good foods or foods that are supposed to be like better for you to lose weight and if we just do that all the time, we'll feel good. But then if we have a human experience where we want to go out and have an ice cream, then suddenly we've steered away from that. We start eating, quote, the bad food and then we become a bad person and feel bad. So this is really the key to success was like I completely looked at where I was out of alignment with my beliefs and really paying attention to my learned behavior from society, the labels, the stories that people put out there to, you know, get you to act a certain way or be a certain way around food and, you know, eating and exercising. And so this really allowed me to brush away all the bullshit that was white noise so that I could be more curious and in alignment with creating a plan from a place of creativity and inspiration that worked for me. And so with that being said, the other thing too was patience because at first it felt really slow and it was like, well, if I eat less calories and I'll lose weight faster, but that's not really sustainable, right? And so I was just like, I just want to focus on feeling good. And being consistent and exercising, walking, going to CrossFit, working out a couple of days a week. And I'm just going to focus on that. Like just bite-sized pieces, metaphorically and literally speaking, every single day. And all of a sudden the time passes and now I can say I've lost 14 pounds since the end of September. So I did not think that was possible. And instead of being so fixated on the end goal, I became committed to the process and committed to creating a process that worked for me, seeking help instead of trying to, literally trying to figure it out myself because I had spent all these years trying to figure it out myself and it wasn't working and I kept 
failing in my eyes and I kept being disappointed and frustrated and feeling stuck and it was I was just so over it and instead of like I said trying to again the the word trying to fit into the box of doing keto doing this doing that and it wasn't working for me I created my own plan hired someone who knew more than me that could support me and hold me accountable and that is what allowed me to be consistent and to be real and so I just wanted to share my journey with you and be really honest about what's happened because since that podcast episode number 135 about self-love and self-body image like I was talking about having food freedom and that was literally like the start of my journey and now I've lost all this weight since then and just I'm feeling so much healthier and when I listened to the episode I was like oh my god like I literally just I manifested that like I I just got into alignment with what I wanted and I did the inner work and I took the action and that's this is what happened so it wasn't just because the thing is in the past too I took a lot of action I was working out I was trying different ways of eating and whatever and it didn't work right And so when I stopped first, did the mindset work, and then got really intentional about how I wanted it to go, rather than how I think it should go, that's how I got to create an experience with freedom. So I hope that this episode sheds some light on, you know, whether whatever journey you're on, like I said, it could be weight loss, it could be making more money, finding your soulmate, shifting something in your life like really sitting down and doing the mindset work first and really questioning yourself where you're at, meeting yourself where you're at, questioning your stories and your beliefs, rewriting those, and then taking action from that realm is exactly what gives you a new and different blueprint because the thing is, like Einstein says, it's insanity to do things over and over again and expect different results. I know I totally butchered that quote, but I know that you know what I'm saying, so I'm just going to go with it. Doing something different means that you will have different results. And if what you're doing feels uncomfortable or unfamiliar, consider that positive feedback because that means you're doing something different. And if you're doing something different, something different has to happen. If whatever you're doing, whatever you're shifting and changing, if it feels comfortable and familiar, then the chances of expansion or growth in that are less likely. Not to burst your bubble, but I'm just saying that getting comfortable with being uncomfortable is how we grow. So thank you for listening to my TED Talk. <laughs> That's a, a sly way of me manifesting having my own TED Talk one day. Probably not going to talk about weight loss, but I'll still talk about mindset. And you can say that you heard it here first that I manifested doing a TED Talk. So that's my story about what I've done so far. And actually, if I'm going to project into the future my manifestation, my birthday is on March 18th and beginning of February and I'm 134, 135 pounds right now and I my goal is to be 130 because I've seen myself that lean and I know how I feel and how I look and that's that's what I want and I'm manifesting that for my 30th birthday so I'll give you an update and let you know how that goes but I'm really excited because I know that because of the level of intentionality and inner work that I've done that I have created something so sustainable I have absolutely no fear of gaining all the weight back or losing my footing because I I created something that works for me. So I really want to encourage you to trust yourself, to be curious and to discover ways that you can do things differently that work for you and that feel good for you because it's 100% possible. 
So thank you for listening to my episode today. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please do. If you can leave a review. If you share this on social media, you can tag me at Kayla G. And I will chat with you in the next episode.